Grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God that engages us this morning is that last verse from Judges chapter 6, verse 16, where the Lord promises Gideon, I will be with you and you will strike down the Midianites like one man. They're crop destroying, plague deploying, and quite annoying. They're mighty menacing Midianites. They're fond of fighting. They strike like lightning, man. They're frightening. They're mighty, menacing Midianites. They kill, steal, and destroy every man, woman, girl, and boy. They're mighty, menacing Midianites. These Midianites come from the union of Abraham and his second wife, Keturah. They had a little baby boy, and they named him Midian. That's in the book of Genesis. In the book of Numbers, Midianites seduce Israel at the famous apostasy at Baal Peor. But we're in the book of Judges this morning, and we are told in the book of Judges that these Midianites come from the east through the Jezreel-Esdraelian Valley, down the Mediterranean Sea, all the way to the Gaza Strip with their top secret weapon, domesticated camels. Israel at this point is militarily, politically, and spiritually bankrupt. They have no central government, no walls around their cities, no standing military, and we're told for seven years these Midianites come like swarms of locusts, not sparing a living thing. (laughs) They're truly crop-destroying, plague-deploying, and quite annoying. I'd call them mighty menacing (laughs) Midianites. Do you have any Midianites in your life? Any enemies that suddenly attack and stay there permanently devouring every living thing? Sure you do. Sure you do. So do I. The church is historically called them the seven deadly sins, anger, pride, envy, greed, gluttony, lust, sloth. And behind these seven deadly sins is the mighty menacing Midianite. He goes by different names as well. The Bible calls him a murderer and a liar, a roaring lion looking for someone to devour, the dragon, the ancient serpent who is devil and Satan. And this Satan is marriage destroying, perversion employing, and more than just a little bit annoying. (laughs) And so God is recruiting an army through this text in this place. And it begins with the word of affirmation. Judges 6, 12. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Now, the Malach Yahweh, the angel of the Lord who appears to Gideon to give him this word of affirmation, finds Gideon not in an open place, threshing wheat with oxen and sledge, but no, in a wine press, in a cave. Gideon is afraid of his own shadow. Gideon is the Barney Fife of the Bible, and he might as well have one bullet. 
And he might as well be from Mayberry because his hometown is Ophrah, which in Hebrew means place of dust. Doesn't that sound like an intimidating place to launch a national military campaign? Kind of sounds like the place I served for 10 years, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. No wonder Gideon says, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, I'm the least in my family. Why does God choose a loser like Gideon? Well, welcome to the book of Judges, where Yahweh chooses Ehud, a left-handed Benjaminite, Deborah, a mother in Israel, Jephthah, the patron saint of all loudmouth sinners, and Samson, a sex-addicted Nazarite. Paul puts it this way in 1 Corinthians 1, 26. Brothers, think about you when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many of you were influential. Not many of you were of noble birth. God chooses people like Gideon and us. I mean, people like us who have a propensity daily to be attracted to darkness and not light, lies and not truth, hatred and not love. (laughs) But it's a word of affirmation. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. With a helmet of salvation, a breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the Spirit, the shield of faith, the belt of truth, and feet fitted with readiness that come from the gospel of peace, we are armed and dangerous. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. But Gideon not only needs a new view of himself, because there are so many mighty medicine Midianites, he needs a new view of his God. You see, remember that movie, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Well, Gideon said, Honey, I Shrunk the Lord. He's about that big. So the Lord brings him in Judges 6.24 to an altar. And Gideon there sacrifices bread and meat And God appears there in a revelation. And Gideon calls the place Yahweh Shalom. Yahweh takes what is broken and shaloms it, puts it back together again. And Gideon saw how big this God really is. Our altar is not Yahweh Shalom, it's Golgotha. The place of the skull. And we're not talking about bread and meat to see how big and strong and mighty our God is. We are talking about the sinless Son of God. And after the kiss of betrayal and the whipping and the scourging and the seven words and the three hours of darkness, there was nothing left. But coming forth alive and showing the scars, the first words were salam lakem in Aramaic, shalom lakem in Hebrew. Peace to you, says Jesus. 
This is a peace the world can never give. This is the peace that takes small views of God and makes them big. <laughs> Affirmation. Lean, mean, green, <laughs> fighting machines. Revelation. There's nothing my God cannot do. Confrontation to all recruits. Judges 6, 25. Tear down your father's altar to Baal and the Asherah pole beside it. Baal and Asherah are ancient Near Eastern fertility deities who promise mega doses of field, farm, family, and flock fertility if you will just worship them. And Gideon's got one of those in his backyard. God says, cut it down. What's the bale in your backyard? What are you and I allowing to stand and erode our relationship with Jesus? What is it? Internet stuff? Binge drinking, binge church gossip, whatever it is. God says, sharpen your axe and cut it down. And that's what Gideon did, albeit under the cover of night. Remember, he's only Barney with the bullet. And he gets a nickname, Yerubbaal, which means he contends with Baal. Hmm. Gideon didn't want to just blend in. Gideon didn't want to just be average. Whatever the bale is in your backyard, cut it down. Gideon's almost ready to go, but not quite. He needs to claim the promise in our text that Yahweh will strike down Midian Keish Akkad like one man. So how are we going to do this? <laughs> it's motivation. And it's motivation by God shrinking the Midianites as he shrinks Gideon's army. You know the story. He starts out with 32,000. God says, too many. 10,000, too many. Finally, he ends up with 300 Abiezrites who lap water like dogs. Excuse me, these are not the sharpest knives in the drawer. Gideon's got less than 1% of his original army. The odds are 450 to 1 against those fawn to fight and strike like lightning. Man, they're frightening. Mighty medicine Midianites. Gideon says, impossible, can't do it. <laughs> God clothes him with the Spirit in Judges 6, 35. And clothed with the Spirit, these 120,000 mighty medicine Midianites become like one man, and Gideon has a stunning victory. It's hot. It's going to be hot. There are challenges personally, synodically, institutionally. <laughs> it just sometimes looks impossible. There are so many more out there and in here than <laughs> really can be fair. But God 
in Jesus Christ has not left his church alone. Jesus says, I will not leave you as orphans. The Holy Spirit comes to clothe us. (laughs) Baptism delivers him, communion celebrates him, and the gospel imparts his power to the end that we begin, continue, and end strong, victorious, Gideon-like in the name of Jesus. And some of you are thinking just now, I thought all Gideon did was write those Bibles in hotels. Well, no. This Gideon, This Barney with a bullet, this Gideon finally stood up, and so shall we. From victory unto victory his army shall he lead, till every foe is vanquished and Christ is Lord indeed. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.